Warning, the following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do, up yours. That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is me, your boy, Big Tasty, as always, joined once again by Jay. How's it going, Jay? I am okay. I'm very hungover from all else. It's been a big weekend of wrestling, hasn't it? Um, I mean, I've not even watched any of it, and I'm just done in. So. I, I, I did all but one show. Which was the first like GCW show they did the uh, two cups stuff, which I'm gonna watch um, this evening, um, and I'm I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so if you're watching, it, it video, was, it was, what I was gonna say, if you're watching on the video, um, just before we carry on, it's it's the, currently the golden hour, and like it's just the sun is setting, and Jay is resplendent in yeah. bright light. It's great. It looks like you look like a ghost from like a, an eighties metal video. Uh, <laughs> Or like, you know, like a Scooby-Doo live-action film or something I, like that. I remember when I was on, um, I was a guest on uh, Tom Clark's main event. For anyone who doesn't listen to Tom Clark's main event, dude, Tom Clark is much more professional than we are. Oh yeah, he um, doesn't do swears, right? <laughs> doesn't do swears. I, we, we, we keep need, meaning to get Tom on the podcast. Um, we, we will we will definitely have that happen sooner. There's just, just, just a fear that that'll mean he'll meet Aaron, though, and we can't be having that. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, like when when Tom's not recording, he's like a fucking sailor. <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he, just, he, just, he just actually keeps it professional when he records, unlike he us. Gets all the squares up before he does the recording. I found, um, but yeah, uh, I was I was on an episode of that one time, and <laughs> same same time, and Tom was, kept saying, "You look like you're a stained glass window." So uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It, it's, uh, it's just the, where the sun is behind the window. I'm set for it. Sweet. Uh, right then, I think without because there's so much to talk about. So we're, we're good. Just so people are aware, we Ooh. are do, we are doing Clash at the Castle today. We're going to talk about that and that ending. Um, we are not doing All Out or Worlds Collide. Aaron is going to do Worlds Collide on Wednesday, and I we are going on the with, Worlds Collide. With, with probably you. And we are going to do Clash of the Castle. At, uh, sorry, we're going to do All Out at some point this week as well um, at yeah. Stone Show because it was like twenty-five years long, so it needs its own podcast, really. Yeah, it was. It was as old as time itself. It was so. It, it lasted so long that it started when Bobby Fish was young. <laughs> Uh, right then, so we'll start out with some, oh, as we always do, with some WWE. Um, bit of WWE news first before we get into the deluge of shows. Um, bit of a mixed bag, some good, some bad. Uh, first of all, in in what is not the biggest surprise, really, when you think about it, former universe, former WWE Universal Champion, and big seasoning enthusiast, our control your seasoning enthusiast, Braun Strowman, aka Adam Scher, has apparently re-signed with WWE and is set to return imminently. Yeah, imminently being at time recording tonight on Raw, probably. 
Yeah, um, he has also so taken. He's also, ta- he's also taken board. a fucking blowtorch to his Twitter profile and all his social media and removed all traces <laughs> of Tree narrative, like he's in the fucking thing or something. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm intrigued about this. I wonder if he's got rid of that stupid V on his head that he grew out. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I saw the hair in person, and it's scary. Yeah, it's uh, God, it's it's a look. It's a, it's a real thing, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> so what is, is at this point is is controlling narrative just EC three sat in an empty room by himself. EC three Austin Aries because Cross is gone, Strowman's gone. He's running out of friends. Yeah, I mean he's still got he's still got people there. Like good big fan of uh, one of the guys who is a regular there, Paro. Yes, Paro is good. Um, Committed an actual fucking genocide on Kid Bandit this week on oh, Big Gay Brunch. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, the only thing I want, really, is for Strowman to re-debut, like, in, on a train. Uh, I, I... I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it's interesting. It's it, Like, I... When he was released, I was shocked that it, they'd actually released him, but also, at the same time, I was like, well... Didn't they say his deal was like huge money, and they basically just wanted him off the books, basically because it was like quite a lot, wasn't it? And it's pretty much his deal was a lot of money, and um, they thought that he wasn't a worthwhile investment for the money to put in on him. Which is fair because I, I, he's not he's not a bad wrestler, but he's not a good wrestler either. Yeah, I'd be um. I'd be interested to see if any news comes out about what his contract is now as opposed to what it was before he got released, whether he's on similar money or less or more or whatever. I, I imagine I imagine he's probably like been re-signed because he's quite a big merch mover. Like it, that was one thing where his, his merch was very cool. Um I mean if you can't sell giant foam hands with get these hands written on them, then you know what you're doing in real life. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like they li- literally, if they book him properly, like they did when they first started, like giving him that like mega push where he was like tipping over ambulances with Roman Reigns in, yeah, and like screaming, "I'm not finished with you," and just like tipping the fucking stretcher over. Because that episode of Raw, that was like when he they made him like that fucking megastar in one episode. That was awesome. Yeah, and then they just spent like six months burying him, which made no I mean, sense even, whatsoever. Even get these hands was just him shouting, "Get these hands." If they book right, if they book Braun, this is going to be a really niche reference for most of our listeners. But a lot of you will get, but a lot of you won't. If they book Braun like Shreddy, yeah. That- so if you, if I want me to, if you want me to sort of um, generalize that a little bit, if they book Braun like say tonight or next week or whatever, the way they book Kane that one episode of Raw where he just kept coming out and fucking people up and then going backstage yeah. and then coming back out and fucking people up again, like they've kind of done a bit with Cross, sort of. A little bit, but like more him just throwing people into space because he's like massive. Then that'd be, yeah, probably a way to do it. Yeah, um, yeah, with Braun, it's weird, and it because like they kind of as soon, as soon as they did the whole like swamp fight thing with him with Bray, that was where like the wheels start falling off. Yeah. Oh God. Fuck. Don't even uh, fucking remind me about the swamp fight. Yeah, that was where it was like what? Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the, he's one of those people. He'll he'll turn up. Everyone will lose their shit, 
Um, and he's gonna he's gonna ship a lot of merch. It makes sense. Yeah, fair play. Uh, next up, then, um, not 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 your best news. Uh, controversial ex NXT wrestler Patrick Clark, aka Velveteen Dream, has been arrested on charges of possession of drug paraphernalia. Uh, this is not the only story regarding Velveteen Dream. So we'll we'll, we'll we'll sum them all up first. So originally, there was a story out, wasn't it, that he wanted to come back to NXT. He put like a video out. It was like it was a weird like kind of I. I've not seen the full thing. I've seen bits on Twitter. Yeah, it was almost like a like a fucking job interview video. Yeah, where he was like, "Oh yeah, I I want to. I'd like to return to NXT. They need to give me another chance." Um, and then like literally two days later, this broke. So apparently he got so he got arrested. A parcel somewhere on the internet. Is it, did it get confirmed? Apparently, like one of Hit Row bailed him out or something. I didn't see that. Well, I imagine. Like- I imagine it would would have been a shanty the Adonis because yes, that's they, think, were, they were in NXT together. I think that's what, what I saw on the internet. Yeah. Um, so then, on top of all this, after after his arrest, um, it also came out. EC3 in an interview said that so apparently he, well, back in the day when they were both in NXT, EC3 had a party in his flat or his house with a lot of WWE talent invited, and apparently he caught Velveteen Dream setting up his phone. In the bathroom, so we could basically film people pissing. Well, yeah, what? Not quite that. So what happened was he said he went in the bathroom and he saw the phone and it was like upright. It was upright. It must have been one of those iPhones which had like the square bottom on it. Yeah. Um, and it was in like FaceTime mode, filming like pointing at the toilet. So when whenever anyone got like the penis out, they would film the penis where yeah. it was. Um, and he was like, oh, I find I found that in my bathroom. Uh, found that was his phone, and uh, uh, this has been like corroborated as well by like a lot of news sources. Yeah, sure, Sean Ross Sapp said this has basically been like a bit of an inside secret. No one's gone on record with it, but it's yeah. sort of been known about in the like within the circles for quite a while. I mean, one thing that's a really damning indictment of this is um, when you think that when like all the allegations about um, from being you know a nonce come out. Triple H said they did like an internal investigation and found no wrongdoing. Yeah, and just missed that. Like, I mean, it's fine. The penises like, we're filming were over it, were like over the age of consent, so it's okay. Yeah, like sorry, what? Like that's like this legit. wasn't this wasn't a nonce thing. This was just a pervert thing. So it's I was totally different. Say, that's like legitimately though, like sexual harassment in the workplace. Yeah, that's that's like actually illegal. Um, as is like, mentioned through there, but you know, like how's how's he found no wrongdoing? Honestly, I have no idea. I mean, it's also... He, he it's must, all, he it's must also, have some fucking, like, monster of a skeleton on Triple H. <laughs> he, he, must have, he must have seen Triple H, like, legitimately murder a man. Yeah. To, like, have kept a job. It's it's mad, though, isn't it? Like, it's, it's commendable that even in the year of our Lord, 2022, he manages to somehow get dunked on by EC3. <laughs> you know what the worst part was as well, right? The podcast EC3 revealed this on. Do you know who's the host? No. Vince Russo. Oh, God. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. I mean, that's just, that's just, no one's coming out of this looking good, are they? Like, it's just hey, bad for everyone. Yeah. Don't tell uh, me that Infinity won't be controlling his narrative anytime soon. 
Uh, right then, moving on again, positive. Because we're doing the, the sort of positive negative sandwich here. Uh, the USA Network have apparently been very happy with improvements Triple H has made to Raw, and are looking to renegotiate their TV deal in 2023. Yeah, this this makes a hell of a lot of sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, the since in in the like sort of like month that Triple H has took over, the product massively improved. Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, isn't it? I mean, I'm I'm gonna dunk on WWE every chance I get because. You know, but it's it has gotten better. Even the bits I've seen on social media and when it's been on the house, I've seen that it's gotten better. It's mad that like coherence is like the the sort of baseline we're shooting for now, isn't it? Which is which is kind of good. It's like it actually makes sense now, and it's like it's it's amazing how much better that makes the product. Well, like that that's the thing. Like Raw prior to Triple H taking over, I obviously I I didn't I didn't watch it for a long time because it got to the point where I was like, I, I can't, I just can't. Um, like I, I'd heard like it was starting to improve, but then at the same time, it was like the, the writing for Raw was like the incoherent ramblings of a man that fucking just paid, paid, paid $50 in million dollars in hush money to sexual harassment victims. Yes, absolutely. 20 million. 20 million. <laughs> 20 million. Uh, sorry, I forgot about the last five. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, that, that cheeky five, you threw it on the way out, you know. But, uh... Yeah, it was literally like he'd forgotten what he'd fucking booked the week before, whereas Triple H seems to have gotten himself a bit of a vision, bit of a kind of, like, he, it, his, his main goal is kind of rehabbing the image of, like, the mid-card belts, like yeah. the ice title, US title. Even the women's tag titles, he's trying to make a big deal. And he's only really had two misfires so far, I think, which is um we'll we'll get well, we'll get into both of them because we're gonna be doing a little rundown of Raw and uh, Clash, but right, yeah, okay. so it his it, record's good. I mean the fact that like we're having bangers on every week is always good. Yeah. Uh, sound right. Last new bit of news then before we move on to said recaps. Uh, Dave Meltzer, Daddy Dave, has reported that WWE have apparently gone cold on Gable Stevenson after poor progress in training. However, they are impressed with his brother NXT star Damon Kemp. Uh, so this is this has been Stevenson might go the way of Parker Boudreaux, in which case we'll see him in Ari Davari's Trustbusters within the next sort of six to twelve months. <laughs> um, nah, I think because he's a gold medalist and they've got the whole care angle king. Uh, they're gonna keep him on the books. I, I, I think. Uh, so interestingly, on Worlds Collide, they did like a bit of a, uh, angle where Damon Kemp, well, Roderick Strong got attacked, and Dame. It was heavily alluded that it was Damon Kemp, um, and then Damon Kemp turned on the Creed brothers, um, and cost them the NXT and NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Which your boys pretty deadly won. Yes, Whoa. boy. Is this spoilers for World's Club? Are we, are we are we here ruining Aaron's podcast? Don't fucking worry about it. Um, <laughs> but the the point I was making was Damon Kemp definitely seems like he's like going to be good. Like he cut a really good like kind of hype promo where as the Creed brothers were walking to the ring, he was like sort of like that the hype man, and he was like, "God, you're gonna destroy them. You're gonna kill them." Kind of kind of reminded me a bit of like Don King. Yeah, the way kind of like hyping them up, um, or Mickey from Rocky, if you want, or Mickey from Rocky, yeah. Um, Sith like, wasn't, wasn't like old as fuck, like Mickey was, yeah. That kind, of, that kind of energy, anyway, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, th- this is pretty cool. Um, 
I've only seen very limited bits of him wrestling, but from when I've seen him, he looks really good as well. Um, yeah, I mean, like just, just. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm not taking this on face value because Dave Meltzer. You know, you always take it with a pinch of salt. But yeah. it is interesting that we haven't seen anything of Gable Stevenson since he was on WrestleMania last year. Yeah, well, I, I think that's more down to the fact that he's finishing university first. Part of his part of his deal was he's finishing university while he's training. Um, he's set to finish university in March. Co- so they they were they were wanting um, Stevenson to have a match at Mania, I believe. At the, at the next Mania. At the next Mania. But so has he been training with WWE while he's been in university? Yeah, they 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 brought basically they to took to his university like a wrestling ring, and they've got someone who goes and trains with them. Yeah, I mean it's it's a bit of a big ask, isn't it? Like if he's still if he's in his final year doing his exams and stuff, I don't know what he's studying. Maybe it's not too. I mean he's probably not doing like engineering or anything. Is he? It's probably something a little less you know difficult. But um, yeah. it's a bit much to expect him to like be doing his third year. If, university and be improving in the ring as a WWE wrestler? I think I think because he's got the whole like collegiate wrestling thing and obviously like Kurt Angle being the prime example but Kurt Angle's like freaking freak of nature um, they're, they're expecting like him to just take to it like a duck to water yeah maybe they're um, a little bit maybe they're a little bit perturbed because it's not been as natural because I mean if, if you want to bring him in like the easy way to bring him in is just put him in the Alpha Academy Open Challenge yeah, hundred percent. Like it's it's right there, isn't it? You know, especially if you've got Chad Gable, Gable Stevenson. You know, yeah, they're both Olympians. He can they're beat both... he can beat Chad so badly, he becomes short jigging. No, thank you. Shush, um, <laughs> shush, please. Uh, right, we'll call it there for news. Then um, we'll go straight on today. We haven't got time for mid-section breaks. We've got, well, actually, we've got one, but it's a bit later. Uh, so there's no music. There's just more of us waffling on. It's what you deserve. Yeah, um, right, so we'll fly straight into Raw. So this is this is Raw and SmackDown this week. These were the go-home shows for Clash at the Castle. So this was all the final build, all the final sort of you know bits and bobs falling into place. Uh, so we start out with the Judgment Day defeating AJ Styles and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, it's just a match to make Judgment Day look strong. Um, Edge and Rey Mysterio came out after the match and confronted them. They had a weird like little stare down with Rhea and Dominic. Um, Dominic teased he was going to hit Rhea with a kendo stick. Rhea oh. took it off him and then... Yes, Dom I remember that. Like, Rhea was just like, give me the kendo stick and Dom was like, yes, mommy, and give her the kendo stick. She is Dominic's new puppy. Yeah. Um, well, she's, yeah. Been, she's been like taking pictures on social media and like in like, the I'm your puppy t-shirt, and she? Which is hilarious. She the, There was the bit where she returned on Raw where um, she had that, she like attacked them wearing an I'm your puppy t-shirt and for oh, a red daughter. <laughs> That's um, really good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, she she's been really cool, like with the whole thing as well. She's like, I fucking love it. I love that it's becoming me. Um and because because of how much of a meme it's become, Triple H is going, Yeah, let's just keep doing it. Yeah. And right then next up we had another little sort of heater match for, for Clash of the Castle. We had Alexa Bliss, Asuka and Bianca Belair defeating Danny Moe, Katie Arquette, and Kayla Sparks. This is interesting because I think all of these women have been on dark or elevation at some point in the last four months. They have, uh, I believe it was Danny Mo, maybe or Katie Arquette. One of them had been on this week. Yeah, so um, I, I know Kayla Sparks has definitely been. I've seen her, I've seen her popping up now and again. But yeah, this was just a standard squash match, wasn't it? Everyone got the shit in. Everyone looked good. They all got to show off. There was a bit where they all just like hit their own finishers and stuff, and then Asuka tapped someone out. Fairly yeah, basic. Pretty, 
pretty much. Uh, I didn't even realize this match ended. It was like that quick. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And next up then, obviously, we're in Pittsburgh for this week's show. So we have Kurt Angle out for a one-off appearance, which is quite nice. Nice to see. Yeah, this is cool. Kurt Angle is just doing like the whole... You got like a hero as well. Also, Kurt's in like ridiculous shape. Yeah, he looked really like healthy, didn't he? Like considering he's had some. There's been a couple of times I've seen Kurt, and he looked like he would kill someone for meth. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> angle intensifies. But yeah, he's for the last couple of years now. He's looked. He's it's really, really good to see that he's looked really healthy. Um, when I when I went uh, to for the love of wrestling with Aaron and Courtney and Sarah, um, like Aaron showed me the picture of it, of him and Courtney with Kurt, and Kurt looked like he was dying. <laughs> He's trying to suck the life essence out of Aaron to keep himself he, keep himself going. He looked, he, looked, he looked like he was made out of wood. Um, oh God, it was awful. Um, but yeah, so Kurt Angle comes out. Obviously, they have an Alpha Academy segment here, which is the perfect thing to do. This is great. So is this uh, Chad Gable just is fantastic. He's so entertaining. Um, and I, I, I sort of, I sort of poo pooed this at the start, but him and Otis have really found like a niche, haven't they? They've really cl- found, they've really clicked on like a level. Yeah, like uh, the thing with Chad Gable is, is his gimmick is literally just like high school jock. Yeah, like captain of the wrestling team. It's fucking excellent. Which is weird so because cool. in, in NXT, his gimmick was that he was like a big geek. He was like a big nerd in yeah. NXT, wasn't he? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, he, he's just he's just an obnoxious little shit. He's very entertaining. Um, he basically tries to get Kurt Angle to become like the manager of the Alpha Academy. Or like um, it, it wasn't even the manager; it was like the the assistant or something, wasn't it? He wanted him to be below Gable. That was the point. Yeah, um, and he, he's as he's like trying to coerce Kay, the street profits come out, and uh, that leads to the match where uh, if if the Alpha Academy win, uh, Kay Angle will become a member of the Alpha Academy. Yeah, but again, like a um, lower, like a lower tier member, like a sort of like a sort of young boy, but like an old. Yeah. I, I was disappointed they didn't win. I'll be honest. <laughs> but yeah, Street uh, Profits, Street Profits win. It was a really. I actually saw this. It was a really good match. Banging match. Chad Gable is phenomenal. <sighs> Again, yeah. we're talking about Triple H making these improvements to Raw. It's amazing what you do when you just let good wrestlers go out and do good wrestling. And the thing is, as well, like the last couple of weeks, Chad Gable's had like ma- like he's had singles matches. This is the first tag match he's had for a what like a little while. Yeah. Like that match he had with Kevin Owens last week was tremendous. But if you need someone to put a ten minute banger on on Raw, then Chad Gable's your guy. Like just let him do it every week. Yeah, he's so good. Like I remember when when he like debuted, everyone was like he could be the next Kurt Angle, and it's so true. Like he is so like literally that good. Like yeah, big big love for Chad Gable. Sound next up then. Um, we had that riddle of Rollins sit on the few. This was interesting because this got like deeply personal. And it's it they did it over two segments. This was fucking awesome. This was so good. Mm-hmm. So they had like just a back and forth, and you know it was like just a generic like split screen interview. He's showing like footage of like them getting pulled apart in the car park earlier in the night, proving once uh, again that WWE car parks are the most dangerous places in the entire universe. It is. It is. Um, and then as they're doing it, like Riddle goes, "Oh yeah, you're." Uh, the only man in your relationship is uh, is Becky, bro, and all this bullshit. I just, just it, it, it felt kind of like not like a nothing segment. And then they went to the break, and then he came back. It was just like, 
it was like, we've got to show you what happened during the break. I'm like, wait, what? And it just goes to like, uh, at the end, of the, like, like, right, interview's over. And then Seth goes, hey, Riddle, you still there? And it, it's like, oh, what, what, what's going on? And he's like, you want to talk about my family? You want to talk about my family? And what about your family? Your wife divorced you and your kids can't see you because you're a little bitch ass. And <laughs> it was like, what? Like, like Riddle's like dropping F-bombs and everything. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up, bro. Um, it, it was like, like, legitimately, like, what is happening? Um, it was so well done the way they did it. Um, and it was cool as well, because, like, Seth went from being, like, cackling, overly flamboyant Seth Rollins that I'm fucking deadly serious. I'm yeah. going to ruin your life. It was really good. Um, one of the one of the best like WWE segments they've done in a long time, in my opinion. Fair. Uh, next up, then Bobby Lashley defeats the Miz. Was that a title match or was that just a? Singles? It was. It was a US title match. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. Uh, Again, Bobby was, Lashley just been putting on solid bangers for the US title on on Raw. You know, it's it's yeah. what you need to do. So the story behind this as well was that like basically uh, Miz distracted the ref, Champa like attacked Bobby Lashley. Um and Miz had Lashley dead to rights. Like literally, he goes to skull like he's setting him up for the skull crushing finale, and then he sees Dexter Loomis in the crowd. And, like he put like a spotlight on. He's like up in like the bleachers. Like puts his gloves on. And he starts like looking like he's gonna do a murder. Basically. So so this interesting because last week Dexter kidnapped Miz, didn't he? And then when Miz came, yeah. Miz just turned up to the arena tonight, and the interviewer was asking him what happened, and he was like, "I don't want to talk about it." Yeah, and like. I- Adam Pierce was like, "Look, we we we've got like a duty responsibility to make sure you're like you need to that you're okay." And he's like, "I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it." Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck Dexter did to him, but <laughs> it's bad. Um, and then like Miz gets like shook because he sees Dexter, but the, it was cool the way they did it because like the commentators sort of acknowledged it, but didn't properly. Mm. Champa acted like Miz was seeing things. And so did Bobby Lashley. And yeah, as Miz is freaking out, Bobby Lashley just murders him. Fair. And retains. Sweet. Next up then, Edge and Kurt Angle. I actually saw this. This is great. Uh, Edge yeah. is showing Kurt Angle some pictures of like their, their time, their glory days. And Kurt is like, oh, you haven't like written any on the back of these? Like, and he checks one of them. He's like, oh, no, come on, man. I wouldn't do that to you. And then so he, he looks at the first one. And then as soon as he picks up the second one, it's exactly the same. He's written on all the other ones. Like, I suck and all this. And like, you know. Well, it, it was cool because it was like, I'm sorry that I, me and Ray beat you for the tag team titles. <laughs> Didn't say what I was. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, and also that I shaved your head. <laughs> which is, that was really fun. It was a really good little throwback to the Attitude Era, yeah. which was... Uh... And then, yeah, and then the last one says, but you still suck, but I still suck. <laughs> yeah. Kirk goes over to Ray and Dominic in the background and goes, goes, oh, look at this really neat picture of me and Edge. And then he sees the bag and goes, he got me again! <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it was brilliant. Uh, right, following that, we had a Bloodline promo. Yeah. Um... So, basically, the Usos and Sammy are saying that Roman Reigns is gonna they're gonna do the Roman Reigns celebration. He's gonna beat Drew and all that. Yeah. Um. And like Kevin Owens comes out and was like, "Um, oh well, your your boss owes me one sort of thing." 
Um, oh, so this, this is fun because we have another little bit, even in, within this, we have a bit of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, like interaction, don't we? Which is always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like Ke- Kevin Owens, basically. I, I love this kind of tweener, Kevin Owens, as well, though. Like, well, yeah, he's, he's, he's back. He's getting to that level of, like, I'm not saying like the same sort of thing, but he's back to that level of Austin where he's just like, he'll just fight anyone. He's just a dangerous guy. He'll yeah. just go around kicking ass. Yeah. Um, he, so he basically is like, Sammy, they're just. They're just using you. They're just like they're, they're laughing at you. And Sam's like, no, they're not. They're my friends. Like Jay Uso is just like glaring at them all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then and then Kevin Owens beats Jay Uso in a match. Yeah, well, Kevin Owens goes Jay Uso into a match. They have an absolute banger. This was a really good match. Um, interestingly, the finish is that Jimmy's distracting the ref, and Jay's Sammy's got a chair, and Jay's like holding Kevin Owens on the ropes. And going hit him, Sammy hit him, and Sammy hesitates. Um, and like Jay starts like shout with Sammy, turns around into a stunner. All right, okay. Um, so it's teasing that like I've been saying for a couple of weeks now. I think Sammy is going to be one of Roman's next challenges. So he's going to sort of like slowly fracture away from from the bloodline. Sort of thing, yeah. to slowly turn Sammy into like what he was in NXT, like the underdog from the underground sort of thing. Yeah. Cool. Uh, next up, then the Miz is getting out, getting the hell out of there. He gets to his car, drives off, but Dexter Loomis is in the back seat. He didn't check the back seat. Yeah, it was, this this is cool because like Champa, Champa's like going with him. He's like, "Let me go with you." And Miz is like, "No, no, I just need to go. Just need to go." Um, and then like as Miz is driving away, like a Dexter, it's like Dexter had like a phone light or something and just like shone it up, and like he just lights up. Was like, "Oh fuck!" Cool. Um. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see what they do with that on Raw this week. Yeah, it's interesting going forward, isn't it? Um, they're clearly building towards something here. Yeah. Um, then we have Gargano, uh, Gargano in theory, sorry, in like a little backstage promo. Yeah, um, just literally sitting in the bleep in like the stands. It's just the one big um, theory was like really condescending to Gargano because he's like been on the main roster longer, so he's like, oh, welcome, welcome to Raw. You know, I'll show you what to do and all this and that good luck and all that. What was that last week? That was last week. Um, yeah, Johnny's basically in the stands. He's like, I'm everything I said. I wanna uh, I, I wanna win like all these belts that I've said. I wanna main event WrestleMania. And the theory comes down, he's like basically says something along the lines of you swim with the sharks now. Um and kind of like just just shits on the idea of Gargano doing that. Fair. Yeah. Just swim with the fishes though, that was um that was Cole Carter. We don't, we yeah. don't talk about him. Um, and then in the main event, I'm guessing you're going to want to talk about this a little bit. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeat Io Sky and Dakota Kai to win the Women's Tag Team Championship. I mean, this this is the first misfire of Triple H's era of Heather Creative, in my opinion. I know a lot of people kind of have said that as well on Twitter and whatnot. Um, yeah, it, it, was, it was a weird match anyway. Um Prior to what happened in the finish, Raquel kicked out of the moonsault from EO, which was like, well, that's EO's finish. You want to kind of protect that if she's new on the main roster. Yeah. Um, and then they basically had uh, Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka come down and brawl with Bailey and with Bailey. Um, and then off the distraction. Aaliyah rolled up uh, Dakota and then the faces all celebrated. 
it was just a bit weird. Uh, I I think you you're trying to get this new faction over. The last thing you want to do is have them lose a match, especially to a kind of thrown together tag team. That no one really. And this is on the go home show before they take on Becky. Uh, sorry, um, Bianca, uh, Alexa, and Asuka at Clash of the Castle yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, just just a real, real weird um, choice in my opinion. Um, and that's no disrespect to Raquel and Aaliyah. They're, they're fine. It's just I I would have put the belts on Dakota and I mean yeah, we, we, we've been saying for a few weeks now that this was looking for all the world like it was going to be Dakota's and Io's crowning moments really wasn't it like sort of like you say to sort of announce them as like having returned or like moved up or whatever and like sort of announce them on the main roster. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, it, it it was an odd decision. Um, it really was. But hey, I'll see what to do with it now. Yeah, uh, right then. That'll do it for Raw. We'll move straight to quickly the SmackDown. Uh, we start out, and I actually, actually saw this and I quite enjoyed it, the Viking rules match between the Viking Raiders and the New Day. Yeah, I thought this was on Clash of the Castle for some reason. Um but yeah, this this is a really fun match. Um, yeah, and it, it looked great as well. So they had like wooden shields all around the ring. Like the front of the ring was like a Viking longboat. Um, it looked it looked really cool. They they put some effort in, which uh, which I appreciated. Yeah, I, I think that, I think the Viking Raiders under like under Vince McMahon's watch, they were very much had become a joke. Um, well, this is less ninjas, more just murdering Xavier Woods, isn't it? So yeah, I think this is a really good kind of like jumping off point to make them feel like a big deal. The, um, finish, the finish this match was great as well, so they, they literally just double Ragnarok'd uh, Xavier Woods well, he Ragnarok'd Xavier Woods through two tables and then just pinned him while he was just dead on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, really fun match. Uh, right then, next up, we had Karrion Cross defeated Drew Gulak. I mean, great to see Drew Gulak on the, on the main roster having a match. That's nice. Guessing he got absolutely murdered. Yeah. Um, Karrion Cross. Um, gets him in the cross jacket, Drew passes out, um, and then he refuses to break it. Um, and the ref's like screaming at him, and then he eventually does. Feel, feels like they're going to revisit this because Drew Gulak on Twitter was like, that you're disrespecting me doing that. Um, All right, okay. Yeah, it feels, feels like they might re. And not not what I'd say was a natural. Pick for carrying Cross's first feud in WWE, but if this so you've got to have him in a holding pattern until he gets I to think, the top. I think his next feud is going to be Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Or, or Roman, to be honest. He was teasing Roman. Um, but also, I I think they're just going to revisit this just to kind of like have Cross do a murder and then Babyface comes and saves Drew Gulak from the murder. Fair. Uh, right then, next up, Ronda Rousey, Alan Pierce, little promo segments, which, um, is, which is interesting because Ronda Rousey's not on Clash of the Castle. No, but also, Adam Pierce's fucking promo. Oh my word! Scrap Iron Adam Pierce is alive and well in the year of our Lord <laughs> 2022, and it's fantastic. Um, he literally just goes, you know what? My hand was forced here. I didn't want to bring you back. I wanted to fire you. You're entitled and all this, and like. Basically, in the end, just goes, you're, you're a bitch. <laughs> and then she just, like, snaps his arm. Fair. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
I'm de- I'm desperate for Adam Pearce to have a wrestling match in WWE. Like the tease that they were gonna do. just one, just one. Even if he comes out in the fucking rumble as scr- in this like scrap iron gear, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, they they did tease like he 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 went to have that match with Roman, and then like Roman just murdered them. Yeah, but, yeah I, I'd quite like that. Uh, right, next up, Hit Row defeated Maximum Male Models. I'm guessing this was a squash. Um, yeah, I assume so. I didn't actually see this. Yeah, for, I mean, Hit Row are hot, aren't they? Maximum Male Models, kind of comedy jobby sort of guys. So, yeah. Uh, uh, moving on I love then. Maximum Male Models. Moving on, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Happy Corbin. Yeah, the finish this was fantastic. So, Corbin goes to, the, you know, that like spot where he like slides out the ring, goes around the ring post and slides back in. Yeah. And as he's sliding back in, Nakamura just kinshasses his head off. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's that's always fun. Actual murder. Uh, after the match, uh, Corbin gets into JBL's limo. So he's back, I guess. Yeah, JBL's limo like, pulls up in the window. You don't see JBL. The window goes down and you hear JBL say, get in, kid. Oh, right, okay. Get... Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, next up, Butch wearing Pete Dunn gear, which is quite nice. Yeah. Uh, defeats Ludwig Kaiser, which yes, yeah. this was a banger. This is basically like a takeover match on SmackDown. Um, they just went at it. Uh, the finish was really cool as well. Yeah. Um, Kaiser goes for his finisher, which I can't remember what it was now. Um, and Pete Dunne like snaps his fingers, and then like from that hits him at the bitter end. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really good. Cool. And then the, the main event segment is the Roman Reigns two-year anniversary celebration, celebrating two years of Roman as champion. Um, apparently Drew just attacks Roman on the way out of the ring and kicks everyone's ass, basically. This is great. So Roman gets out the car and, like, off camera, you just see a big boot just, like, twat Roman in the face. <laughs> and then it turns to Drew. It reminded me of um, a little bit of, like, the invasion angle when uh, the old Stone Cold came back. Yeah. Uh, you just see Austin like attack someone and then he's just like going on a murder spree down to the ring. Um yeah, attacks Roman and then as runs down to the ring, um, murders all of them. Like literally Sammy and the Usos, like he, he just destroyed a lot of them. Fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then that was it was a great way to lead into Drew winning the title of Clash Castle, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm quite wait for that. Let's right. go. Uh, um, speaking of that, speaking of which, should we move straight on to Clash of the Castle and talk about Drew's crown and glory, his coronation, his big moment, the huge moments they're going to give to the UK fans, and it's all going to be, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be singing in the streets. We're going to be singing American Pie all over the place for some reason. Uh, but let's 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 put that to one side for now. Obviously, we'll talk about that when it happens. Obviously, you know when we get there, uh, we'll start at the start. Um, was there a kickoff show for Clash? There was, yeah. Um, did they, they have had, any matches on it? They did. Uh, they had the Street Profits and somebody. Um, Obviously, you have oh, to put... Mad Cat Moss um, and the Street Profits defeated uh, Theory and the Alpha Academy. Oh, fair. Yeah, okay. It was It was fine. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so we start off the show proper with the six man or six women tag match: uh, Bailey, Iris Guy, and Dakota Kai. You know, Red Hot coming off the Raw tag team; you know, they're, they're, they're lost in the Raw main event, but they beat Bianca Belair, Oscar, and Alexa Bliss, who were caught coming off their Raw victory. So it kind of yeah, didn't really it, mesh there. This was a fun match. Um, basically, damage control, as they're now called, were 
Yeah, I saw the music. The music's very yeah, it's a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um yeah, because it was like Bailey's music, but remixed, it was a bit odd. Mm. Um, yeah, they they basically um they were just being absolute shit out of the entire match. Um it was quite cool though the way they did it. They they sort of like picked off one by one each member of the opposing team. So it, it ended up with just Bianca versus the three of them. Oh, cool. That's that's that makes them seem like a big threat as well, which is kind of cool. Which I, I like that. Yeah. Them, I love. I don't think I do love about this, and I, I did catch a little bit of this on commentary. Is um, whoever was on commentary was saying about how like Bailey's using like her experience to help, you know, to to, to the advantage of Io and Dakota Kai, both of whom have been wrestling for longer than Bailey. Yeah, um, I think it was Corey Graves said that probably. Um, one thing, one thing which was cool, which was like a reoccurring theme through the night, which I'm very surprised by. Um, Michael Cole brought up that Io and Asuka were in a faction in Japan. Yes, yeah, with Io's sister as well, and they yeah. they, they they used Io's proper surname to describe her sister, but then continued to call her Io Sky. Yeah, um, they they used the, the they used the name Shirai and then went back to the calling old, her Io Sky. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of weird, but hey, here we are. We can't, we can't expect it all to go away straight away. It has to be done in stages. We have to get there. Yeah, well, I, I, I liked it. It was cool. Um, he did it a few times as well with uh, Seamus and Drew. Like, he was talking about, like, the UK indie promotions they'd worked for previously. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's good. Uh, the finish was, uh, I think, Bailey was the, Bailey was legal. Oh, no, sorry. coach was legal and fighting with Bianca. As Bianca's kind of like setting her up for the KOD, Bailey grabs Bianca's braid and kind of like pulls her into the corner. And then Dakota hits that running big boot she does. Um, mm. Then EO hits a moonsault and then Bailey. Oh, sorry, Bailey hits a rose plant. EO hits a moonsault and Bailey pins Bianca. Fair. Awesome. So, yeah, it sounds like a really fun match. Um, yeah. So, what, what did you have for your tea on, uh, on Saturday? Oh, mate, I had all the chops. It was it chops? Just shops for day. <laughs> so Gunther versus Sheamus for the IC title. I have not seen this match. I have heard about this match, and I have seen pictures of Sheamus following this match. Yeah, um, <laughs> he looks like he's been in a car crash. I think he needs to take Gunther to the Hague for what he did to Sheamus. <laughs> um, this this was tremendous. It was a really really good match. Uh, Daddy Dave Meltzer said this was one of the best matches WWE's put on in decades. Um, it, do, you it think he'll was... score, do you think he'll score this higher than Walter versus Dragunov? Walter versus Dragunov 2, he gave 5.25 stars. I don't know if he'll do it higher. Maybe on a part. Interesting. Um... I don't think he's put the star the star ratings out yet. No, it's the, the, sometime this week, won't it? Um... Interesting that well, not, it's interesting. It's really good to see that even though obviously Gunther won eventually, um, Sheamus got a standing ovation after this match, and it feels like something that's been a long time coming for him. I think like he's always been the sort of guy who's been able to have a great match, but because he works the style that he works, like that WWE style, he's always been a bit held back. Yeah, and this um, this, this was just like his chance to just cut loose and just go fucking ham on a big beefy boy. Yeah, uh, I think when. When Sheamus is given the chance to do this, like he had that match with Big E, which was, uh, I think, it was last year or the year before, maybe. Um, is that the Force Count Anywhere match? Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was really good. Really, saw that was really beat, good fun. They were just beating the shit out of one another. Um, if, you, if you want to throw it back, this reminds me of when him and Cesaro were having that five match series. 
Yeah. Um, he had a really good match with Drew as well during the pandemic, where it was just them just beating the shit out of one another. Yeah, just let Seamus um, batter big boys. That's all we need. Yeah. Um, I've, I've said this for a while. Seamus is like the unsung hero of WWE. Um, and what was really nice was the in the like in the media scrum after the pay per view, which was like oddly the one which had no incident. Um, the uh, Gunther and Seth Rollins both said Sheamus is like a guy who you're going to look back on and be like that guy was fucking awesome yeah and um, it's, it's weird isn't it because like I feel almost because of the way he came in like it was well known that he was friends with Triple H when he came into WWE and he had that sort of yeah he had that sort of weird like shock win against Cena like way back in the day when he won his first title and the fans sort of didn't really accept him because of it but he's not only is he a really, really good wrestler, and he, like I said, he doesn't always get to show it. He's a top, top guy as well. Like he's really, really nice. He's got a lot of time for the fans. Uh, he's yeah. top red as well. He was at the Newcastle game the other week, but we don't talk no about one's that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just great to see him after like after because like, he's he's coming to, he's coming towards like the back stretch of his career now, and it's good yeah. to see that he's getting this, well, this recognition now, and he's he's fine being like recognized for being this actually really good, really good worker. Yeah, one thing that was, I remember, um, it was not long after we started the podcast, actually, there was talk that, like, Seamus was going to have to retire because he had a neck, like I say, severe. Yeah, that's when, that's when he was doing that, like, gym stuff, wasn't he? He was doing that Celtic Challenge stuff on, and the yeah. he was, like, he was, like, working his ass off trying to get, like, overcome this like, neck injury. Yeah, and then he, he's come back, he's in, looks to be in the best shape of his life. He mm. looks like, no pun intended, that he's, like, an evergreen talent. Um. Also, um, he's not going to need to buy a Liverpool shirt now because Walter, well, Gunther shocked him so much that he's just going to have to stick the badges on his chest. He is just permanently red. He is redder than like most Liverpool shirts I've seen. Yeah, it look, it was. Oh my god! If you, if you haven't seen it, go on his Twitter. There's pictures of him after this match. He's just got like just so much blood on. Like, blood on his chest from like blood, blood from blunt trauma. He's been slapped that hard. Blood Le- just come out of his body. The, there was a shot, and you could literally see. It was like really like graphic as well the way he did it, where you could literally see like like bits of skin sticking up off his chest Ugh. from where you know broken. I'm really it, glad. Put it put it this way. I'm really glad that I had my lunch quite early on Saturday before I saw that. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was a tremendous match. So that if there's if if you have to see, like go and see one like thing WWE put out this week, that's it. Yeah, fair. Yeah, right then, next up, Liv Morgan defeated Shayna Baszler. Big sad. Yeah, this was a weird match. Um, it was it was similar to um, the Ember Moon Shayna match where Liv was working over Shayna's arm for all a lot of the match. Uh, she was trying to tap Shayna out, um, and then the finish just kind of come from nowhere. So Shayna gets her in the carry through the clutch. Liv kind of rolls through for like a roll up, and then breaks it. And then, like, hits, um, just hits oblivion out of nowhere. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, kind of weird. But hey, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing Liv. I'm not, I'm not shitting on Liv here. Liv's great. I love Liv. But I just really want Shayna to win the women's title because I think she's amazing. I love her. Mm-hmm. This isn't an anti Liv thing. This is a pro Shayna thing. It's different. Uh, right. Yeah. Next up, it's spooky time because Edge and Rey Mysterio take on Judgment Day and they pick up the win. Which member of the colony do you think Edge will look like? Which what what? Which member of the colony do you think Edge looked like? Why? Well, what do you mean? 
he come out with like a luchador mask. Oh yeah, um, and it looked like one sold, of, it looked sold, like soldier one. ants. Why not? Ultramantis black, maybe I don't know. Maybe it did. It did look a bit like Ultramantis black. It, it had a bit of an black thing to it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you've um, um, if you played the video game Neon White, if anyone listening has played the video game Neon White, um, which is very good, um, I'd recommend it. He looks very much like the characters in that, except with a slightly different, obviously with a black mask and a white one. Yeah, it's uh, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. A cool entrance. I like I like that just ring jacket. Yeah, I'll tell you what I did. I also enjoyed the bit at the end when Dominic Mysterio hoofed Edge in the dick. Oh, that was great. Yeah, the, the match itself it was it was a really fun match, but it felt very inconsequential, shall we say. Mm. Um, there wasn't really any stakes was there? there was nothing on the line there was nothing like no like the, the whole story was that Dominic felt like he'd been overlooked by Ray that he, he couldn't be in the team so he picked Edge Ray picked Edge over him to be yeah. in the match Um. yeah so so why does he I... kick Edge in the dick then why not Ray because Edge, well, Edge didn't do anything wrong he didn't pick himself so what what happens is like Ray hugs Edge and then he hugs Dominic and then Edge goes to like shake Dominic's hand, and Dominic just volleys him in the testes. It takes um, him straight to Dick Hicks, eh? And, and then th- this was fucking beautifully done, by the way, because there's a thing on Twitter I'll go into in a second. So then Ray's holding, Ray's looking at Dominic, and he's like holding Dominic's head, and Dominic just lariato was the soul out of his body. Um, I reckon, I reckon Gunther was giving him pointers on lariats for that um, <laughs> for the match, you know, seeing as they're like brothers. Um, but what was cool was on Twitter there was a side by side thing of when um in the funnily enough in the feud which led to the custody of Dominic ladder match when Ray t- when Eddie turned on Ray and it's literally the same thing where Ray's like hold like got his hands on Eddie's like face yeah Eddie just murders him with a clothesline it was like identical so good um fair. Uh, yeah, nice. there's also the meme of the Judgment Day all watching, just cackling away, <laughs> murdering his dad. Fair. Right, next up then, uh, obviously Seth Rollins defeated Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle, oh. I believe. He's got his first name back, right? He's got his first name back now, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and Seth is no longer Seth freaking Rollins, so they've, they've tidied that up. Nah, he's, he's still Seth freaking Rollins. Oh, he's still Seth? I saw oh, Fair enough. Can't, again, you can't win them all. You've got a small steps. Yeah. Um, um, the so I've seen I've not seen this match. Apparently, it was very good, and I, I, I believe that because they're very talented wrestlers. The, the one of the I'm, so I'm, I'm just parroting other people's opinions here because I've not seen it. One of the criticisms I've seen from people levied at this match is that it didn't quite have the sort of heat that it might have should have had because of the build. Um, I don't know about that. It was it was apparently it was again it was a very technical match, very sort of it it it, it like people wanted it to start with like. Outside the ring, like Eddie Kingston style, outside the ring violence or something like that. Or, well, you know. it, it's it started with like as soon as Seth got into the ring and took like his jacket off, Riddle just like as soon as the bell went, basically Riddle just dived on him. Yeah, um, and they brawled. Um, but from what I've seen, and, people people wanted a bit more sort of rawness to it. I think. Yeah, well, they they basically they were kind of like that. They, they were trying to spin the yarn that. Um, Riddle's trying to keep his composure because he doesn't want to get disqualified. Right. That he he wants he wants to kind of show the edge that he's like the better man. And I guess so, Seth's just being a prick and like trying to wind him up all the time. Yeah, and then yeah, well, there was a bit where Seth like goes, Seth like goes, your kids are disappointed in you, your ex-wife's disappointed in you, Randy Orton's disappointed in you, oh. and then Riddle just like starts donkey punching him. 
Like, he, go, he goes, like, full, like, a Bushi murder punch starts, like, like, he has Seth pinned down to the mat, and he's doing, like, the forearms to the back of the head. Yeah. And then, as the ref, like, kind of pulls him off and threatens to disqualify him, um, Seth rolls out. They do, like, a bit of brawling around the outside. Seth, Seth, like, runs into the ring as Riddle rolls in. Seth hits him with a curb stomp and then goes on the middle rope and hits him with another curb stomp from the middle rope. Um, Riddle had a massive lump on his forehead from the second one. Fair, Jesus yeah. Christ, it was... Like, that's the thing. They were... They're, obviously, there's, like... There is, like, genuine kind of heat between the two from years gone by. Or they, they seem to have squashed that beef, but... Yeah. They, they were still, like... They, they were working very snug. Uh, I, I, as I said to you before we started, I think I'd put this on a par with Gunter and Sheamus. I thought this was a tremendous match. Yeah, I mean, both probably the two stiffest matches of the night, if not the two best matches of the night. Yeah. Uh, sound right. We'll move on then to the main event. And oh, hang on, I think this is this is wrong here. It says it says Roman won. Don't worry about it. Um, it says Roman Reigns defeats Drew McIntyre to retain yeah. the undisputed yeah. championship. Like surely, you know, surely, surely Drew won, right? No, Roman won. Um, this was this was just weird. Like the crowd were electric for Drew. Drew came out of broken dreams. Mm. Very apt, considering what happened. Well, yeah, which everyone lost a shift for. Um, and then the match itself was like Drew just like being like a fucking absolute force of like tore the force against Roman. He was kicking out of moves at one. Um he kicked out of like a couple of Superman punches, a couple of spears. Uh theory goes to oh there was a weird bit where Roman and Drew are like fighting on the outside and carrying cross who sat at rings. I just throw a water bottle at him and then they never addressed it after that. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Um Theory goes to cash in. Tyson Fury sparks him out because you know Tyson Fury's for the kids. Apparently, um, yeah. never thought I'd say that sentence. He's <laughs> not, for, he's not uh, for any other group, minority group, but just children. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, uh, and then as Drew's literally got like Roman dead to right, he's hitting with a claymore. One, two. Hooded figure pulls Drew up, pulls the ref out the ring, and it's solo Sakari. Oh, hang on, wait, that's got to be Jay and Jimmy. Sorry, oh wait, no, they're not allowed in the UK because crime. Jay is. Oh, they're both. They both got DUIs. I thought it was just Jimmy. No, Jay got done in 2018. Oh, really? yeah. Oh no. Um. Yeah. Um. Solo Sakawa making his his main, main roster. Yeah, his main roster debut. Yeah. Um. He hit Drew with something, and then Roman murders him with a spear. All right, well, fair enough. Okay, so so Roman wins. That's fine. Okay, I can, yeah. I, I can live with that. That's, that makes sense. But then surely the show just ended on a high there with Drew standing tall in the ring, right? Yeah. Um, don't worry Nothing about else it. happened. Yeah, it, well, the thing is, like, we were kind of talking about this um, when, like, after the show, because GCW had the, had the show, like, that night as well. So I watched that with Aaron, and we were kind of talking about it. It was like, that was the perfect storm of where they should have dethroned Roman. Mm. Drew in the UK, everybody was fucking red hot for Drew. Like everyone was behind Drew. Um, 
for a, for a company that says they pride themselves on moments, that could have been one of the biggest ones they've had. In- they had they had a real chance to make a moment right there, and Absolutely. now it's now it's just another footnote on Roman's tour de bo of like his two year long title reign that no one cares about anymore. Yeah, I think Roman's Roman's holding on to it's on Mania, and like Troy said, like made a point saying like, "Well, while the Usos have got the belts, why would Roman lose them?" But Kenny lost the belts while the Bucks still had the tag belts. So you can still do it like that. Did he? Oh no, he didn't. Sorry, but no, but still, he could have. Like, you don't, you don't need. If, if anything, it could be more interesting if Roman's the first person to lose the belts because then he loses all yeah. power. Which is kind of switches the dynamic, but I mean that's what is important. There's nothing weird happened after the main event. No, not so. Uh, no. For anyone who's he's not aware, apparently Tyson Fury got into the ring and started singing American Pie um, with well, Drew. The, so what's weird throughout the show? They had Tyson Fury like going to Roman's locker room and just shit talking Drew, and then um, he comes out afterwards and he's busy mates with him. He comes out, he shakes hands with Roman. And like they kind of teased like Tyson Fury versus Roman, which no thank you. Mm. Um, um, Triple H in the in the media scrum after as well said when Tyson Fury's actual retired, he wants him to be a he, he's he's got like a, a contract waiting for him essentially. Yeah. Um, I reckon Tyson Fury's going to get a fucking shot to the system when he realizes that he's got to work more than like two days a year. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll go still to Saudi Arabia and get paid a fuckload of money. Oh wait, no, what house shows? What are they? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You want me to fight Dolph Ziggler for twenty minutes? What, what's twenty minutes? That's <laughs> it. He's got he's got the fucking cardio for it, hasn't he? I suppose. Yeah, but then so um, yeah, and then Tyson Fury gets the mic and he's like going to Drew. Drew, you've made the UK proud. Everyone's really proud of you, Drew. Uh, he just starts singing American Pie for reasons, and like he's not a very good singer. He's like. He's like one of those people who think they're a good singer, but they're actually not. You get up on karaoke after three pints, and like I've got the sluts, and they're fucking terrible. Yeah, um, and Drew's just kind of stood there, like, "What the fuck's happening?" <laughs> the fans are just like, "What the fuck's happening?" Uh, I, I've spoke to people who were there. Troy went. Uh, I've got a few of the mates who went, and they said they thought it got off the air, right? Which. Which well, the uh, this, this was like a, a like they do on AW, like a little bit for the fans after the show, like a yeah, like happy sort of been, thing. Yeah, it would have been good if this was like the fucking thing they put on YouTube. Oh, this happened after the match. Yeah, well, like literally, Drew losing a fucking title defense and then being yeah, having sing along with Drew just made him look like a dickhead. So, yeah, uh, that, that, Drew Drew gets a mic and he's like, "Do you know Sweet Caroline?" Tyson Fury doesn't know Sweet Caroline. So then, no, no, no. Tyson Fury absolutely knows Sweet Caroline. I refuse to believe that. He said he didn't. <laughs> uh, so then Drew starts singing uh, Don't Look Back in Anger and no one fucking sings along. Oh, <laughs> it was right. dead awkward. It was weird. Um, so yeah. with all that went on at the end of the show and all that and, and all the palaver, was this a glorified house show? Um... Before you answer that question, think, would they put that shit at the end of Mania or the Rumble or Survivor Series? They <laughs> fucking absolutely wouldn't. Um, yeah, I, I mean, 
the only real thing that was like consequential that happened, you're looking at like what happened was Dominic turning on Ray. Yeah, and Solo showing up. And Solo debuting, yeah. But and, they'd already announced that on social media. He was coming to SmackDown, hadn't they, so? Oh, pretty much, yeah. Um, and Bailey having a... Um, Bailey getting a pinfall victory over Bianca. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, it was it was basically a glorified house show. It was a good show, though. Yeah, really I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't. It, it, house should have good wrestling on them. It had, it had some good matches. It was probably worth watching, but nothing of any consequence. All the people, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to like piss on anyone's bonfire here. If you enjoyed it and you went and you had a good time, that's brilliant. I love it. It's great. It's great to see WWE here. It's great to see Cardiff getting the rub and everything. But if you think if anyone thinks that this is a prelude to a UK WrestleMania, you need to fucking put the put the weed down. Yeah. They ain't doing a UK WrestleMania. They ain't giving you he, shit. 30, 30 years on from Lex Luger celebrating a count off victory like he won a title. They serve up another slice of bullshit at the end of a show like this one. <laughs> oh my god, what a fucking reference. <laughs> I've done my homework. I know what I'm talking about. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, There'll be a WrestleMania in Saudi Arabia before there's one in the UK. Yeah. That being said, um, Triple H kind of like mentioned about it, saying that he wants, he wants like Clash, not Clash the Castle, just the the Clash in general, to be like one of their kind of like brands where they're gonna do like a pay per view overseas. Yeah. Every year, um, sort of thing, um. He never, he, he never said he, he didn't say outright say in the UK. He just said, he went, "Oh, it's we're not going to have Clash the Castle as like a touring brand because not everyone's got a castle." Clash, like, at, Clash, Clash at the Coliseum in Rome next year. Book it. Yeah, he, he's like that, but definitely Clash at yeah landmark. Clash at the Eiffel Tower inbound um, <laughs> is is definitely like something they're going to do. Um, I, I another point that was made, Sean Ross Sapp said, is they absolutely should do like at least one pay-per-view in the UK every year because yeah. the crowd red hot. Doesn't have to be um, a big one. It could give us hell in a cell or extreme rules. Or... The, the thing is as well is which was the point you kind of added on was if you put that like the pay-per-view after Mania for example. Like Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they do like the WrestleMania Revenge Store don't they? Yeah. And, why not, why not just combine these two? You're already doing the tour. Why not just do yeah. the pay-per-view as well? He said if you do that, like, six weeks, well, and it, six well weeks. it alleviates the biggest problem with Backlash. So normally Backlash is just rematches from WrestleMania. Mm. But if it's just like, okay, it's rematches, but these are the matches that you couldn't see because it was in America. But now we're going to do them in, like, London or Manchester. Then that's that's a big deal, isn't it? Yeah, well, he said he said if you, if you put, like, that kind of show... Um, if, you, if you put that kind of show in front of like a red hot UK crowd when you've still got like the fans who are kind of like like the new fans who are kind of like sticking around after Mania's just seeing where it go where things go like that makes you like it's, it's an infectious energy that makes you want to keep watching yeah and it'll make a it'll make an average show on paper into a really good show if the crowd's hot which it did yeah which it did like the, how hot the crowd were same, same with all out. How hot the crowd were, added so much to the show. Yeah, 
For, well, speaking of all out, we're gonna we're gonna move on to some AW in a sec. We'll have a quick break if you're on Jacks. Uh, we'll have some music for you. We're, we're doing a Wales theme this week, so we're having some uh, funeral for a friend and some neck deep. Start with. Okay, and we're back. We'll uh, rattle through AEW as quick as possible. Just again, just a reminder, we're not doing All Out today. We're going to very briefly go through the build-up. Uh, we're going to do a special like, self-contained All Out episode uh, slightly later in the week, so keep an eye out for that. We'll have all our thoughts and opinions on it right there. Uh, so we'll start with a bit of news. Again, I'll, I'm going to just take the last bit of news up because it's a bit more and after All Out. We'll do the All Out news on the All Out oh, show. Are we going to do that on All Out, are we? Yeah, just because I don't think we'll have time today uh, to get through it quite frankly. Uh, so first up then, um, Bobby Fisher's AEW contract has expired and he has left the company. Um, yep. So this, there's a lot of sort of talk about this. So a lot of people saying uh, he had only signed a one-year deal and he wasn't going to get renewed anyway. Him saying he didn't want to renew because he'd be complaining about his TV time. So yeah, it's all very open here. Obviously, it appears that, and it, this sort of plays into our next story as well, he they don't really want to do anything with him by himself and Cole and O'Reilly aren't really back yet. They're not ready to go. So, Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I really like Bobby Fish. Um, I thought that the singles matches he was having in AEW were all really good. I mean, he is 45 years old, so it's not like... it's not. Like, I mean, with respect to Bobby Fish, it's not like he's going out in his prime here. Do you say 45? Yeah. He's four hundred four million five thousand five hundred and fifty five years old. Actual vampire Bobby Fish. <laughs> so it's it, he's an older man. Like he's not it's not yeah. like the, if, if they're not gonna if they're not gonna it's int- it, it says a lot, doesn't it? Like so it came out as well this week that while Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole signed five year deals, Bobby Fish signed a one year deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so obviously he's not exactly going forward. Going to be, he's never going to be going forward as as heavily pushed as the other two guys in in the undisputed elite. Yeah, I just feel like it's a missed opportunity not getting the elite versus the undisputed elite. And but, but, like... but, but if it if it looks like that Cole and O'Reilly, and again we've got more on O'Reilly in a second, if they're not going to be around, you can't extend Bobby Fish indefinitely because you're waiting for Kyle O'Reilly to get fifth. Yeah. And to be fair as well, they can always like offer Bobby Fish like a paper appearance like deal to come yeah, in and we'll throw someone else do, in there. Do the match while Roderick Strong. Um, <laughs> well, funny, well, it'd, be yeah. fun, it'd be funny if you had like a James Storm Bobby Root situation where like Bobby Fish resigns with NXT and then as soon as he does, Roderick Strong leaves and goes to AW. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, right then, next up, uh, speaking of Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Kyle O'Reilly posted on social media that he has undergone a neck fusion surgery and is set to miss an indefinite amount of time. So obviously this has just happened. He posted this week he'd had the surgery. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the same surgery that Trent had last year. Yeah. And he was out for a good while. He was out for at least six months, wasn't he? Yeah. So we're probably not going to be seeing Kyle O'Reilly throughout the rest of 2022. No, probably... I imagine he'll probably be back around double or nothing, maybe. Yeah, which is, yeah, makes sense. Again, this sort of ties into thinking, like, why they might have thought it was best to not was, to let Bobby Fish go it, at this point. Was the last match he had, am I, am I right in understanding this, the last match he had was the one he had with Mox, where Mox, like, killed him? I think, was it that one? The um, the final of the um, before Forbidden Door, wasn't it, yeah? Yeah, because he got pulled from Forbindor, didn't he? Because he was injured. Well, his last two matches were that and were Mox and Samoa Joe, and that'll do a number on you, won't it? 
it's, it's important to note as well. Arai did say that his time off he's taken now has been as a result of like sort of wear and tear over several years. Yeah, he works quite a um, explosive style. Doesn't yes, he? so. he's yeah, he, he's very probably quite quite risk risk heavy the way he wrestles. Um, so yeah, it's just a bit of time catching up on him. He's obviously taking I mean, some time while while AEW have got a bit of they can they can sort of put him on the shelf for a bit. He's taking some time of getting himself as, as fit as he can, and we hope. Obviously, that he all goes well with his recovery, and he's back as soon as is safe and possible. Yeah, speedy recovery indeed. Uh, next up, then more injury news. Uh, Tony Khan revealed that Ring of Honor Women's Champion uh, Mercedes Martinez is also dealing with an undisclosed injury. However, she will be back soon. Yeah, um, I mean again. it's 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 again, it sucks, and we obviously we wish Mercedes all the best with with the recovery. But it's it's been kind of nice that we've had so much going on. With like obviously the women's title picture has been a sort of a bit of a whirlwind with Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter and Rick Baker involved, oh, and then we've we've had all the Jay Cargill stuff. So it's she's not been she's obviously been missed, but it's not like it's been it's been like a gaping hole there. Where it's like oh shit, we need like we need like another women's title here to fill the gap. There's been for for the, the time that the women get on the show, there's been enough going on with the two title scenes to sort of carry it over. Yeah. Um... Obviously, we'd love a bit more, but for what we get, there's there's been a, there's been enough there's enough women to fill the spots that they've been given at the moment, which is yeah, both good and bad, I suppose. Yeah, agreed. Uh, right then, the last bit of news. We move on to the recaps uh, again. This is this has been a bit of a saga over the last sort of week and a half, I suppose. It's sort of like it's mm-hmm. it's been sort of posed and then debunked and then sort of sort of suggested but not quite the, in the same capacity and it's the context has been different every time it's been posted about uh, so Malachi Black uh, reportedly and reportedly is the key word here asked for his AEW release and was not granted it um, this was apparently due to issues he was having outside of the ring um, either relating to, we know he's been dealing with a persistent back injury, which very nearly ended his career. He's been suffering with that. Uh, sources say it might be uh, mental health related. He, he alluded to mental health issues, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and he wants either a um, a part-time break, like a, a sort of a, a temporary break, or he's even discussed having a a permanent exit from wrestling. Yeah. Um, one interesting thing to note is after his match on All Out, the cam like, like the cameras were off, they were doing something else. He um bowed, like hugged all the house of black, bowed to the crowd, and then blew kisses to them. So, which might suggest he's, of, he's at least he might be taking at least some time up away from the yeah, ring. Kind of alluded that he's not going to be around at least for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether that means he's left AW, whether that means he's um just taking time off. Um, I mean, we, main... like, like we know that obviously AEW have no problems paying people through extended periods of absence. Yeah, the, the, and he's got a five-year deal as well. Yeah. Um, the, the, the main kind of takeaway from this is that we just hope that he's okay. Yeah, because I could just again, like, whatever, whatever he needs to do, I hope he does it. I hope, um, and it's also it's mm-hmm. notes here that AEW have reportedly been working very hard to to give him what he needs to keep him happy. Um, yeah. So hopefully that that sort of continues and he gets the the sort of whatever he needs to to sort of you know sort himself out in in whatever way he needs to. Yeah, an incredibly talented guy, um, really really creative, really a similar similar sort of to like a Bray Wyatt where he's just got that kind of like 
creative spark that's different to anything else you really see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right then, we'll move straight into the recaps. We'll fly, fly through these because we went real long on the WWE section this week for obvious yeah. reasons. Uh, we start out with Dynamite, that is. We start out with a John Moxley promo. He basically comes out and says, yo, I've got a contract here for a match at All Out for the title Open Challenge. Who wants it? He pops it on the... He basically takes the envelope out of his pocket, puts it on the floor. He leaves. Uh, Ace Steel comes down and picks it up before anyone else can get there. I'm guessing he just like... I'm guessing backstage, he just like laid out like six people and just with a chair and he just like ran down to the ring to pick it up before anyone else could. Yeah. Either that or Tony Khan was just like, can't get it before like... Is it, is, it like, is it like when you get like a, a sort of advanced purchase notice? Like you, Ace, if you if you run now, Boxy's about to put a put an open challenge down. Yeah, it was it was interesting the way they did that. Um, yeah, so that was that was cool. Uh, Brian Danielson wrestled Jake Hager. This was about as good a match as you could probably expect from Jake Hager. Brian Danielson obviously looked really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really fun match. Not really any more to say about that. Um, it was it, again. Jake Hager can only excite me so much for what, for, what, for what it's worth. But yeah, Danielson's always fun. Yeah, Danielson doing murders is always nice. Uh, next up, a little surprise for us. So the wingmen are out trying to pick at the show, saying that they need more wingmen on TV. They want more TV time. And W. Morrissey comes out and just murders them. Oh, the, the, I love the way Peter Avalon in this. Like Peter Avalon's such a fucking great like hand. Like I, I want he's, he's someone I want to see. Like kind of like use a lot more. He reminds me. Comedic time wise, he reminds me of what Sami Zayn's doing in WWE. Yeah, uh, Peter um, Avalon. Peter Avalon eats choke slam, and he's up in the air for about five minutes. It is the fact as well that like as he's staring down W Morris and he rips his shirt off and shouts, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "What am I doing?" So you're not entirely sure what this means for Morrissey. He didn't get any all elite graphic or anything like that. Well, Nothing's official. Stokely Hathaway came out. Yes. Business cards. Stokely Hathaway came out. More about Stokely Hathaway uh, later in the week. Um, well, that was completely inconsequential. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting to note that Tony um, Morrissey is currently in a relationship with Lexi Nair, who's one of AW's backstage reporters. So could they, if, yeah. if, they get, if they get into work together, that's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. And you'll have to see it. Next up then, uh, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida defeated Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Interestingly, Britt Baker took the pin in this match. Yeah. Which gave me all the fear going into um, going into all of Didn't she, did she the pin or so? I, can't I think it was Sheeta, yeah. Mm. Also, okay. yeah, I remember it was Sheeta. Yeah, fun match, really good. Um, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Next up, we had um, some little vignettes. Pack and Chris, uh, Pack and Kip Sabian. Sorry, they sort of played. They showed like because obviously this has all been building like in the UK, which is kind of cool. And they brought it to America mm-hmm. now, and like they showed some of the clips of what's been happening at the shows in the UK, which was really nice. I so, really, I really like the kind of slow build they've done with Kip in like the reveal, like and the, the fact that they were treating him like he was like a super villain. Yeah. Really- well, you said when we watched it, he, he had a big like Riddler energy, didn't he? He was like, yeah. Um, and that 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 went into his match with Pack as well, like which it it was it was a match. It was it was very it it, it wasn't a bad match by the way. It was just it was very different. Right. Okay. Um, but I did enjoy it. Um, fair. Uh, then we also got a another vignette with Miro, Darby, and Sting, which yeah, and again is just awesome. I mean, putting putting Miro in with like as this sort of like fanatical like religious warrior. 
in with Sting and Derby. I think it's a, a real work of genius. Yeah, I I was just I was just looking forward to Miro and Brody King having a holy war. <laughs> just one holy war. Uh, next up then, CM Punk comes out and he's cutting his big I'm sorry promo. I don't think I can do it anymore. My foot hurts. I'm old now. Like screws and stuff. Um and then Ace Steel comes out and does a swear on TV and makes an F bomb and he got fined for the F bomb. Yes, he did get fined for the F bomb. But he, he basically tells Punk to sign the fucking contract. I believe there's, only, there's only one person, just one, who can do an F bomb in AEW and AEW AC boy. No, it's 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 John Moxley. If you're not John Moxley, you ain't saying no F words. MGF. Well no, Moxley. Remember when he told that guy to get the fuck out? Yeah, I did remember that. <laughs> he did it first, I, mate. Yeah, and he, I mean, and he didn't get his mic cut either, so you know. MGF called Tony Khan a fucking mouth yeah, but, yeah, but then he got his mic cut, mate. So you know, play the game. Speaking truths. <laughs> uh, right. So yeah. So after a bit of back and forth, I, I you didn't like this, did you? You thought it was a bit too much. <sighs> I just thought it was really fucking cringy. Like him going into the crowd and being like, "I'm gonna do this for Chicago." I quite liked uh-huh. it. I thought. I thought this is if this is Punk as a narcissist, like getting what he wants as a prelude to a heel turn. I think it's perfect. I mean, he's already had the fucking heel turn. If you see him. <laughs> yeah, the heel turn was after all out, wasn't it? <laughs> he's he's t- he's taken that fucking Bret Hart like fan fiction way too fucking seriously. He's tr- he's gone full into wrestling with the shadows, but territory you now. But if this if this this is like again, we talked about this a lot, haven't we? About Punk since he's come back to AEW, it's all been about like slowly stripping away the layers and seeing who the real person is underneath. Yeah, and like the mask keeps slipping, and we keep seeing this like horrible sort of self-obsessed sort of egomaniac almost, like at the core of who he is as a character, or or apparently a person. If if, I don't think it's a character, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I so in the way that it sort of serves that purpose, I quite enjoyed it because it was it was a bit it was very grandstandy, very sort of self-affirming, chest puffed out. It was almost a bit like you said, it was almost supposed to be too much. I think. It was it was to make you think like Mox is the everyman going into this. Mox is like the sort of the blue collar guy. Punk's the sort of slightly overinflated, you know, self important, pompous sort of dickhead. You want Mox to choke him to piss, to choke the piss out of him. I think that's what they were kind of going for. You know what? You know what kind of energy it had. You know when Rishi Sunak was saying like what he likes to have from McDonald's. Yeah, that. When he's like, I've got friends who are pause, they drive, looks at like, around the car park, <laughs> Kia cars. It, it turns out the CM in put CM Punk stands for corporate man. Um, <laughs> Conservative manifesto. <laughs> yeah. It basically felt it felt like a fucking dad trying to be a punk rocker. Yeah. He's he, he is he is very much now punk in the way that James Watts is punk. There's a there's a niche reference for you. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good <laughs> reference. I appreciate that reference. Yeah, right then. Next up, we had a little squash match. FTR and Wardlow just annihilate Silas Young, Ren Jones, and Vicapri. Ra- Random's fucked that Silas Young was in this though. Yeah, he looked really good in this as well. I really enjoyed for the Silas Young and Ren Jones looked great as well. Really enjoyed seeing Ren Jones for all of like two minutes of them getting murdered. <laughs> yeah, but hey, what can you do? Well, um, considering Silas Young like took fucking Hangman to the limit. Yeah. Like, it's weird that they just threw him in a fucking squash match. I was getting done by the war dog, but hey, it's fine. It, it did the job. Uh, next up, then Moxie's back out. And he cuts. This felt a bit unnecessary. A little bit felt like this was one too many. Uh, I mean, I'm always down for a Moxie promo. Don't get me wrong, but 
I feel like we didn't need Mox to get the last word in here. He sort of mm. comes out and he just basically cuts a promo saying, yeah, it's maybe punk it all out. You didn't need to tell us that, mate. We, we all put two and two together. It's fine. We all worked it out. Basically said he was going to murder punk, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I did like him saying there was a line, didn't he? Like, if you, if you think you've got, if you believe in miracles, you best have one left in you. Yeah. Which I thought, oh, that's, that's a good line. He basically said, like, yeah, you sure you want this? Because I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, pretty much. Which, yeah, I, I like I like murder Moxley. He's, he's the best Moxley. He is. Uh, right then, next up, there's a little backstage segment. Uh, Ten is injured and can't be in the, the trios tournament. He's there with, like, a knee brace on and, like, he's got crutches. Uh, and Hangman Andrade's trying to buy Ten off Uno, basically, because Andrade loves buying people. Yeah. Like, how, how much for Ten? He's like, he's not for sale. How you know? He tried to buy Uno as well, didn't he? Yeah, he's trying to buy everyone, mate. He's trying to Trying yeah. to just throw his money around, um, and then he beats Uno up with um, so Uno puts the money back in his pocket, and then he just throws the money in his face, batters him with uh, one of Ten's crutches, uh, and then Jose goes to either he fails to, or he, I think he just sort of like threatens Ten with a taser to keep him in place. No, he tased him. He didn't sell it at all. No. <laughs> so yeah, that that was fun. Um, so basically, that that all boils down to Hangman now has to be in um, team with the Dark Order the rest of the trios tournaments, which is how we get there. So, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, next up then, we had a sort of like ladder match prelude, sort of sort of like what you whistle sort of thing. Uh, Wheelie used Dante Martin, Roosh and Ray Phoenix all in like, so this was just like, right, here's 10 minutes, just go and do mad shit. Yeah. Um, and the finish was silky smooth. Oh, that finish. So the finish was, was it Uther and Dante? Doesn't Dante go for the nosedive and use a reverse it into the seatbelt? Yes, it was phenomenal. It was one of the smoothest transitions I think I've ever seen in wrestling. It was it was beautiful. Uh, so Utah wins that, looking good. And then the, the, the pay-per-view doesn't start for a few days, but we decided to just have a pay-per-view style quality match on Dynamite to close it out. Yeah, this is a really uh, good match. As the Elite defeats the United Empire in the Dynamite finals of the tournament, and it was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it was very good. Uh, Will Ospreay going full bastard on Kenny Omega. Yeah. Uh, I I got the genuine fear whenever Mark Davis was in the ring with Kenny. <laughs> well, they were just going to chop him in half. Going to fucking murder him again. Uh, so, um, the high, one of the highlights, um, United Empire hit a melter driver, but Will Ospreay does a shooting star press instead of a front flip. Yeah. Um, so, that spot was literally took from a PWG match that Osprey, I think it was Osprey, Matt Seidel and Ricochet versus right. the Elite. So as Nick's going for the Melter Driver, Osprey does the diving cutter off the top rope. And then um, Matt Seidel does the shooting star and Osprey does the tombstone on Fair. Nick. Uh, later on in the match, uh, they hit an indie, ta- an indie taker as well, which... Um, off the back of one of the other members of United Empire, which was phenomenal. Yeah, that was good. There were so many great spots. Um, so much like actual concern when people were diving outside the ring. Like no, no matter what you think about Will Ospreay, he is pound for pound one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, and he showed it here. He was, he was. I mean, you, you take no, no disrespect. I mean, United um, um, Aussie Open are brilliant. They're really, really good. They're a top five yeah. tag team on the day. But Will Osprey makes them look like the Mean Street Posse. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, he is it. he is an actual wizard. Like him and Kenny were doing stuff in this match that people should be able to do. Yeah, Osprey kept doing like little Kennyisms as well, didn't he? Yeah, he was doing like he was doing like the the, the finger guns and everything, and like yeah, he went for he hit a V trigger. Um, yeah, the elite pick up the win. Uh, they they sort of managed to neutralize Osprey on the outside, which seemed like the, the best way to sort of win the match. And then they hit uh, Kenny hits a warming angel on Kyle Fletcher to pick up the win. Yeah, um, he did did a little tease of Ke- of Kenny versus Osprey as well after the match where Osprey's yeah. looked ejected on the ramp. So if you if you're thinking about going to Wrestle Kingdom and you're thinking about what matches you might want to see, that might be one of them. Nah, that's not going to be on Wrestle Kingdom, mate. You reckon Osprey. not? No? Will Ospreay's getting murdered by Shibata at Wrestle Kingdom? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, yeah, it was a hell of a way to end the uh, end the show, and then afterwards, yeah, there was a uh, so after the camera stopped, there was a beatdown by United Empire on the Elite as well to sort of keep that sort of feud going. Yeah, it's great. And then on to Rampage uh, from from one tournament semi final to the next, restart with Dark Order and Hangman Page defeating Best Friends. I was so conflicted about this match. Yeah, I want the best friends to win. So on the one hand, obviously the money match is Hangman Dark Order versus the Elite because you've got Kenny and Hangman on both sides. But yeah. I just really wanted best friends to go all the way. Like I wanted all the antils. I wanted it to be a Chikara as fuck all the way to the end. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, yeah, this, this was a really fun match, though, wasn't it? It was. It was great, and everyone got a bit of shine in this as well. Like uh, Chuck looked really good in this. Anytime, anytime that John Silver and Orange Cassidy are sharing a ring, they just do like wonders. Yeah, and anytime you get to see Chuck Taylor kill John Silver with an awful waffle. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like seconds after that- Trent gave Alex Reynolds a strong zero on the on the outside. Like genuinely, that bit. Where like, like Chuck murdered um, John Silver. I thought, oh my god, this is it. <laughs> it was so much fun. It was it was a really fun match, and yeah, it's mad that like obviously it was kind of like what do you do here because they love obviously Hangman and Dark Order are, are on this sort of procession through to the final, but at the same time, like what about Orange Cassidy because he's really strongly booked and you've got to sort of protect him a bit. Yeah. And so, but it was a really fun match. Um, Alex Reynolds rolls up um, Chuck for the win. Yeah. Um, Dan Housen gets ejected early on because he tries to curse Hangman. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, um, that there was a good bit of like storytelling as well, and the fact that the Dark Order have won both matches with roll-ups. Um, it, it's just like it, it kind of shows like if you can if you focus on a move that much, you can kind of really get it over. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right then, next up, we had a little vignette. Actually, I enjoyed this. Um, Eddie Kingston versus Ishii is going to be obviously on... Talking about walking the King's Road. Yeah, Eddie Kingston's choosing all the violence. Uh, so this throws oh, back to the match they had that. in New Japan Strong earlier in the year. They showed a bit of that, which was great. Talked about it, which was really good. So yeah, big big fan of that. The fact that Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii, Ishii managed to have a stiffer match than Gunther versus Sheamus. Yeah. Oh, God, Lord. <laughs> uh, the next up, a bit of a treat. I mean, it wasn't a very long match, but it was a nice little teaser. Uh, Ray Fenix defeated Blake Christian. That was a banger, wasn't it? Like a little stealth banger. Yeah, little quick, sneaky, quick banger for the boys. Which is lovely. It's great to see Blake Christian sticking around in AW. Uh, I know he's, he's signed, he's signed he's a ring signed. Order, isn't he? Yeah. 
yeah, so he's going to be he's going to be here for the foreseeable, which is great. We'll get to see him in a few weeks' time um, in Liverpool as well, which is really fun. Cool. Can't wait for that. Um, Dean Olaf. Yeah, oh, Dino's going to dime it. It's going to be great. Glorious violence. Um, next up, then uh, a little hook two point promo. They actually come together now. Finally, they're finally on camera at the same time. <laughs> this was fucking great. Just Daddy Magic doing the Lord's work. <laughs> he is like such when, an he's such an underrated talent, isn't he? Matt Hard on the mic. He's, he's phenomenal. When when um when Hook like takes his shirt and goes, "Let's fight now," and he's like, "No, we're gonna do it Sunday." <laughs> <laughs> that was really fun. Uh, only like this felt a bit weird. Ruby Soho and Ortiz defeated Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello. They're doing it on the and then they announced they're going to do it again on Sunday. So there's like three times in ten days they've run this match, which feels a bit odd. Yeah, it's weird. I, I think I think it's literally just like I think it was just Tony trying as hard as to get Sammy on the card somehow. Yeah, but well, I think they just had to build this match as quickly as possible. When I read the, the best way to build yeah. this match is to just do it three times. I'm like, all right, I mean, okay, fair, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, then next up, Jade and Athena promo. Um, I like this. I like Athena's like cutting cut this promo, saying like how you know people aren't. You know, she's not afraid of Jade. She's going to sort the division out. She's going to take Jade down. And then Jade's like, "Oh, what should we call? What should we call Athena? How about number thirty-seven? Yeah, which I enjoyed that. That was that was really good. Jade's gotten really good, like stealthily, really good at promos over the last sort of six months. Jade's fucking awesome. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Uh, speaking of really good promos, next up we had Swerve Not Glory and the Acclaimed promoing. Runs through swears This was incredible. So first of all, you had was it um was it Max Caster called Swerve and Keith Lee Timon and Pumba looking motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really enjoyed. And then Swerve at the end with the great line, uh, Rock Beat Scissors. Yeah. Um Swerve like when he went after Bowens and just went, You've been letting your partner down, getting hairs all the time. I was like, Swerve just came in hot on this promo, didn't he? He was like, he was not fucking around. <laughs> no, Swerve, Swerve just wanted violence. <laughs> I like this because he actually he was like pacing, wasn't he? And then he got the mic and he was like, yeah, I'm angry. And it was like, oh shit, yeah, he really is. Yeah, Swerve's awesome. I, I love, I love, I love like veering on the edge of bastardry Swerve that we've got now. Yeah, well, wait till you watch all out, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, then, another little treat. We had a uh, FDR and Wardlow were out for a promo. They got interrupted by Jay Lethal. And we had a surprise uh, Motor City Machine Guns promo. A little bit of Alex Shelley on the mic in the AEW, yeah. which was lovely to see. Sun- Sunjay uh, put the piss out of Dax's doors, and Dax oh. was actually. <laughs> why, why, would you, why would you arrange your own death like that? I just don't understand it. Sun. Schwag D, just living on the edge as always. Maybe he saw all wheels wrestling in the week and just doesn't want to live anymore. Ex- just like... <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe someone sent him a clip of a, a all wheels wrestling and he just he just thought, right, that's it. I'm, I've, I've had enough of life now. Oh, so yeah, he's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, and then the main event, your boy Ricky Starks beat QT Marshall. I mean, yeah. not an awful lot to say about the match. It was fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. Ricky looked good, which is fine. He beats, so he beats, he locks all of um, the factory in a room before the match, and then as QT is trying to free him, he just comes up behind him and batters him. Yeah, and then eventually the factory get out, but it doesn't matter because he just murders them all, basically, which is great. Yes, um, and then him and Hobbs brawl at the end of the match. Yeah, and then we set that up for for all out, uh, which is great. Yeah. Smashing, uh, right? Yeah. So that's it. As we said, that's it for the AEW sort of section. We will have, I said, I'll say it again, we will have a, an all-out podcast out later this week. Where once, once I've watched it, more importantly, and we'll, um, yeah. we'll talk about all of that, which is, yeah, I'm looking forward to. 
Um, God damn, I've got to fit that out. I think four and a half hours the show was or something like that. Um, yeah, it was, it was actually shorter than a lot of AW pay-per-views. Oh, fair. Okay, so I'm, uh, there's a chance I might actually be able to get it watched at some point this week. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I, sound? I think if, I'm pretty sure I finished at like half four. Yeah, half five. Started mm-hmm. at one. In a three and a half hours. We, we, ain't, we ain't going under four hours for all else. It's got like 11 matches on the comic. Started at midnight. Did it start at midnight? All right. Yeah, zero hours at midnight. Oh, zero hour, yeah. Okay. Uh, sound. Right. Uh, we'll have another quick break then before we get into the rest of the world stuff very briefly. Uh, we can have some Bullet for My Valentine and some Stereophonics. Keep on up with the world theme. See you in a sec. Nice. And we're back. Okay, we're going to fly through uh, our rest of the world stuff. Um, have you got stuff off at GCW because I haven't I'm getting it right now <laughs> uh, right why don't you do that I'll go into the news real quick uh, so GC- speaking of GCW they announced that John Moxley will defend the GCW World Championship against Nick Gage in a title versus career match at GCW Fight Club weekend in Atlantic City on October 8th 9th so it's like a double header event sort of thing isn't it yeah Um, I mean it's, oh, without any spoilers I mean it's going to be great it's going to be a great um Back end of the summer of Moxley, he's going to beat CM Punk at All Out, and then he's going to retire Nick Gage in October. I, I think Mox is dropping the belt to Nick Gage. I mean, obviously, yeah. There's no way that Gage is done. Like, is there? It's a year to. It's. I think it's a year to the day of Mox versus Gage one. Right. Which is yeah. That's when Mox won it, right? No, Mox beats. Mox won it. Um, all Out weekend last week. Oh yeah, he beat Cardona, didn't he? Cardona. Yeah. Sound. Uh, a bit of bad news. Uh, unfortunately, Joe Doring has had to step away from Impact Wrestling because his brain cancer has returned and he will be undergoing surgery imminently. We Obviously, we wish him all the very best as he, you he's, know. He's got a new shirt as well, um, out which everyone should buy. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's... While he's away from the ring. Um, yeah, he, he, he said that, like, he, he's been, he got told that he wouldn't wrestle again. When he had the first surgery to get rid of it, yeah, um, and obviously came back. So hopefully, I like yeah, Joe. Yeah, he's, he's done it. He's done it once. He can do it again. Like, come on, Joe, you got this. Big old cowboy hoss. Uh, right then, we've next. We're going to do a little rundown to end the show of uh, this weekend's GCW Art of War Two. Uh, Jay, do you want yeah. to handle this? Yes. So uh, the first match was a two ring ladder scramble match, uh, and you, if you won it, you won a crate of Pab's Blue Ribbon. And the DDT Extreme Championship. It was as batshit as you imagine. Yeah. Uh, it had Joey Janela defeating Speedball Mike Bailey, Gringo Loco, Tony Deppin, Shane Mercer, Cole Radrick, Dante Leone, and Drago Kid. Uh, one of the highlights was Shane, May- Shane Mercer climbing the ladder and Gorilla Press slamming uh, Drago Kid off the ladder, oh, who geez. then landed into a Canadian destroyer onto Dante Leone. It was fucking mental. It was absolutely. Nice. Insane. No, uh, <laughs> no, no Grim Reefer in this one. No, nah. Shame, uh, Sophia's Grim Reefer. Fuck Grim Reefer. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we had uh, Blake Christian defeating Alex Shelley in a little banger there. Oh, nice. Yeah, little banger for the boys. I like, um, I like how Alex Shelley. I know he's getting again towards the end of his career, but he's just gone. Fuck it. Now I'm just going to do loads of indie stuff now, as well as Impact, because why not? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. This, this was a really fun match. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, we had Aussie Open making their GCW debut. Um, and Murder and Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne 
Fair. Uh, they they did a little tease that Jordan Oliver was going to turn on Nick Wayne. I I didn't realize they've been teasing us for a while. Uh, Aaron and Ryan were like, "Yeah, this is it. This is it." And I was like, "It's not because the wrestling each other. GC, they're wrestling together at GCW against Kings of the North." Yeah, they, that's when we'll see it. Maybe we'll get to see it live. Maybe, but yeah, they basically did a bit where like Jordan like kind of puts his arm around Nick Nick Wayne, but like is clenching his fist at the same time. Um, we then had uh, Matt Cardona coming out calling out Jimmy Lloyd. Um, he said he put the internet championship on the line against him, and if he lost, he'd leave GCW. Uh, Cardona won after Chelsea Green flashed Jimmy Lloyd at tits. Um, yeah, Doris put that on Twitter and basically said, please don't do that to me. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Lloyd was hypnotized by titties and then got low blow by Cardona and rolled up uh, yeah. to lose. Yeah. Um, in what I thought was called the pin match of the night, uh, Sawyer Wreck defeated Charlie Evans in a death match, which was fucking banging. If you haven't seen Sawyer Wreck, she is unreally good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that one out, I think. Yeah, um, there was a lot of a lot of nasty spots in it. It was good. Um, Nick Gage came out and announced the Nick Gage Invitational return. Blah blah blah. It's for my gang or the other shit. Um, and in the main event, this was a fucking awesome match. Hang on, when Nick Gage came out, was it was it MDK all fucking day? Some fucking days because he's he's part time now. Yeah, he doesn't do, um, can't, can't quite gold all day. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Um, and then in the main event, uh, the Art of War Games match for the GCW Tag Team Championships. It was a tag team gauntlet, and it was elimination as well. Um, Alex Colon and John Wayne Murdoch defeated the Briscoes, Bussy, the Second Gear Crew, and Los Macizos for the tag team to win the tag team titles. Um, this was fucking insane. Is that so? I've seen pictures from this. Is this the picture I saw of Effie just like pissing blood? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Effie and Ali Catch were like a mess. Um, that there was light tubes, there was doors, there was glass. Um, the finish was basically um, one of Los Maquizos did like a dive off. They had like scaffolding at the ringside. Of course they did. Of course they did. Um, <laughs> and. One of the one of Los Maquizos did like a dive on Alex Cologne with like light tubes on his chest. Oh god. Off the scaffold and <laughs> uh, and then another one went and brawled with John Wayne Murdoch um on the on the scaffold and John Wayne Murdoch threw him off onto a hell of a lot of fucking light tubes. Yeah. And it's then, good to see that Alex Cologne's taking it easy considering he's doing like three death matches in three days in like ten days time. You say that Alex Cologne was a fucking mess. <laughs> Alex Cologne looked like he bit, like he was gonna die from blood loss, like legitimately. I was like, we were all like, I don't think Alex Cologne's all right. Fair, like it, you, you know, when someone's bleeding and like the blood's really thick on the face, and it's like, oh shit, like Eddie yeah. Guerrero, it's like that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it, I, I, I had a, I had a major concern for Alex Cologne, um, but yeah, really, really, really good match, um. Go check it out if you get a chance. I, I absolutely will, yeah. Sweet. Smashing. Uh, right. Um, that'll do us then, I guess. Um, yeah. We'll wrap it up there. Uh, yeah, as I said, we'll be back later in the week with uh, an all-out review. If not, if you're not around for that, we'll catch you next week uh, when we'll hopefully try and unpick some of the mad wrestling news that's currently developing as we speak. Uh, we'll work yeah. if that's to sort of percolate a little bit and sort of settle down. We'll bring you all that next week uh, um, with whatever madness happens on the 
sh- the next week's shows because we've got Raw, we've got SmackDown, we've got Dynamite, all after the pay-per-views. So, yeah, we'll see what all the fallout of that is. Uh, yeah, as always, everyone, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Um, yeah, we'll see you all next week. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 